American Muffins! Hello and welcome to American Muffins. I'm Cam. And I'm Ren. And today we thought we would talk about how the two of us became culinary people. Otherwise known as foodies. Otherwise known as chefs. We both went to Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island. I went there for food beverage and service management bachelors along with the minor in sustainability, or wellness and sustainability. I went there to get two associates, one in culinary arts, one in baking and pastry, a bachelor's in food service entrepreneurship with a minor in Somalia studies. So I went there five years while Ren went there four. Because I'm crazy. Basically. So with that, we are both formally trained chefs, and I'm a formally trained pastry chef. So we thought we would talk about going to school, some of what we learned, and just basically how we got into doing all of this. And just talk about our experiences from school and kind of why we went there and what we have done with it, other than making a fun podcast where I go on Muffins are nudist rants. And just rants in general. That's true. Well, Kim, you're the one with more degrees. You want to start us off? Sure. So when I went to school, I started as a culinary arts major. Um, I always wanted to do both culinary and pastry. I planned on doing pastry first, but... Situations happened. Situations happened, and it happened with a couple other students as well where we ended up having to change the degree we were going for at first so I ended up starting with culinary arts which turned out for the best because during during my two years of doing culinary arts I loved being in the kitchen and I love creating food I absolutely hate working on a line (laughs) or working in the kitchen in that sense when I finally got to do pastry is when I really blossomed into what I truly love to do and that is pastry and you know creating cakes creating bread making bread bread is one of my favorite things to do but also I found a passion in how food science works so how baking works and I've taken that a step further in developing recipes and things like that and really focusing on allergies and other focusing on allergies and other dietary restrictions which goes back to basically me being in high school where there was a little girl who I used to make birthday cakes for and I did this for I think three four years um until she got very sick where she suddenly had all of these allergies and all of these dietary restrictions and her mom actually emailed me and asked if I could create a cupcake recipe so that when her little girl went to birthday parties um, she had cupcakes and they would be freezable and I would make them and like give them to her and she could freeze them for a while but at that point I actually I unfortunately had to tell her that I did not have the ability to create something like that. I had no experience in it whatsoever. 
So when I went into the pastry side of my schooling, I really, really focused on making things that she could have. So whenever we were doing, say in one of my classes, How Baking Works, uh, one of our final projects was creating a recipe that you had replacements in or substitutes for like the sugars, the fats, the flours, and I made it to, I made it with this young girl in mind. Um, I made the recipes with this little girl in mind with the dietary restrictions I had known she had. Um, she ended up having more dietary restrictions after the fact, so unfortunately the recipe she I created she couldn't use, but I'm constantly always thinking of people who I know have dietary restrictions when I'm creating um, recipes, including at work, where I made it my business for everyone to know that I will go above and beyond with any sort of recipe um, to create it for anyone with any type of dietary restrictions and even create the desserts with it. I've done it for a couple guests um, that have come to our restaurants, so I pride myself in making it my business to know the ins and out of the allergens that we use and what replacements and substitutes we have in our kitchen. And that has become a really big part of what I do as a chef is to take recipes that people use that don't have dietary restrictions and then create recipes that are very, very close in taste and texture and all of that for people who do have dietary restrictions. So, um, and that's really what I got out of going to school is having the ability to do that. And with the food service entrepreneurship, I, of course, do hope to open my own place where I can do that, so. I didn't mean for that to turn into a whole rant about my life story of, um. It's alright. Doing that. You're passionate about your craft. Yeah. I just, my motto, well, one of my mottos in life and will probably be for one of the bakeries I own is, um, everyone deserves to eat a sweet treat or bread or, well, everyone, so I, I created this motto in high school, but it still rings true. Everyone deserves to have a sweet treat. So I've always thought of, okay, I can make this cookie recipe. I can make this entremet. How can I make it for someone who can't eat gluten or who can't have a lot of sugar or who can't have dairy? How can I make something that everyone knows and loves into something that every single person can enjoy? And that's kind of been my passion and what I've really wanted to do and create really cute cakes because that's just fun. That has been my can ramp for today. You sound embarrassed. I am. Are you about to sip tea judgingly at yourself? No, I'm about to just sip tea. Okay. Oh, with that, I have no idea what to say. 
you pretty much outshone me before I could even get a chance. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I expect nothing less, though. I really don't. Um, man, what do I even say? The only thought that I've had going through my head on what to talk about has to do with the class that is basically how to cook an egg. Sustainability? No. No? I meant like... During one of the first... I was gonna say, during one of the first sustainability. <laughs> well, that's my minor, but I'm not up to that yet. Oh, hi. Um... I just remember this one particular lab <laughs> where, I don't know, I just was not on that chef's good side. Whether it had to do with the fact that I actually intentionally like a little bit of brown on the bottom of my eggs, or just, I don't know, the fact that I would stare at his clearly waxed mustache thinking about how to shave it. Really? Oh, come on. Like, you haven't thought it, too. Um, I'm not sure what chef you're talking about. That's all right. We can talk about that after. <laughs> Naming no names. Throwing exactly. no shade. Exactly. No shade whatsoever. <laughs> Although there's plenty of shade around me. Anyway. Um. So what you dare so judgingly? I... D. The class wasn't just about eggs, but the main thing that I remember about it is the fact that we had to practice all these different egg techniques, and when it came to just simply frying an egg, he would always tell me I, how I overcooked it just because there's a bit of brown on the bottom, even though from pretty much any other culinary lab that we did would say how that myriad browning or caramelization as more commonly known gives it flavor so every time that he would tell me to go make another egg i pretty much would scoff at him but that's besides the point i guess mind you th this is a class that in the title was egg cookery so one thing you're always tested on as a chef is whether or not you can cook an egg and if you can cook an egg to your customer's preference. The only reason I'm butting in on this is I took the same class when I was doing my culinary. I did not cook a single egg. I cooked one egg. I cooked one egg because the chef was like, if, what, if someone can cook whatever, an easy over egg... If you can cook it perfectly and have the yolk perfectly runny, you will not have to cook another egg in this class. I'm the only person who could do it, and I did it by chance, so I never had to cook an egg again in that class. And we that's did not side story of that. We did not take this class at the same time, mind you. No, we took it with different chefs at a different time, so we had vastly different experiences in this class. Most definitely. Um... So yeah, by the time that the end of that lab was coming around for me, he just wanted us to... I don't even fully remember. It had to do with chicken. I think it was just pan-frying chicken 
So that way it was still moist, but fully cooked up to the temperature of 165 or over. And I remember for that day, I sauteed the chicken. And when I took the temperature, it was at 165.1. And when I told him the temp, because we don't do the decimals, I told him 165. And he just, like, gave me this look of disbelief. Like, are you sure? And I just looked at him straight back, not straight at the mustache for once, and said, yes, I'm sure. Feel free to check. He didn't check. He just took me at my word. You had some salty teachers. I did have salty teachers. See, my chefs... I don't want to say they loved me, but... Oh, they loved you, don't even. I had a good time. For the most part. I mean, I did too. It's just that this one class and chef... I just... We just butt heads. Freshman year was a trip, though. Well, that that's a topic for another day. The culinary classes? The, the whole point that we're talking about. Oh, I thought you meant just our general experiences. Uh, no, I'm not bringing anything personal into this. I'm saying just the food. Okay, just good. The, just the labs. Okay, good. Something simple just to pair with the chicken. I made some bruschetta and toasted baguette. Just that way everyone can have it. As part of the family meal. Yeah, no, oh, I'm thinking... Well, it's called family meal, but it's basically what you call when the entire kitchen eats together. Yeah. I'm thinking my final for that was a grilled steak. Yeah, mine was chicken. Hmm. Not all labs are created equal. <laughs> Man, imagine having to do a chicken fried steak as your final. I think someone did that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think they did that with like an egg on top and chef was like, I don't know what to say, but it tastes good. But that's not what I told you to do, but whatever. That's funny. But yeah, so that was pretty much that one class. Pretty much during my first trimester of college. That's the other thing. We had trimesters, not semesters, which confused a lot of our friends. Also, our labs were... Nine days. Nine days and six hours long? Yeah, six Six hours. (laughs) So we really... They basically kind of just, like, threw you into a kitchen, um, especially if you had labs during your first try. Like I did. Did I? No, you were still second and third. Yeah, so I had... um, academics the first try so i kind of got eased into it unlike a lot of people who just kind of got like thrown into it uh, but the interesting thing is that even though i was kind of thrown into it i actually had what was considered the the preferred lab rotation i because, did not <laughs> because i wound up start because i wound up starting off with what we called the storage class where we did a bunch of inventory and delivering supplies to the different cooking labs. It at I actually thought that I really did have it 
as the best rotation because because that was first i was able to see everything i was able to learn each and every different type of mushroom green all the different meats just everything i was I was having a blast in that class. Let me tell you something. Since that was my very first lab and I had to wake up or, or and I had to wake up to go to a 6 a.m. lab every day. Um I just I like sleep, so I wound up <laughs> So I would wind up sleeping up until maybe about ten minutes before my lab would start. I would Yeah, I know. How? <laughs> superpower over here basically i would get dressed i would walk slash run over depending on how late i accidentally slept and after the lecture was finished and we actually went into the storage room um he actually encouraged us to taste different things that way we knew what the ingredient was like and how to incorporate it into different things so my breakfast for pretty much those nine days would up being mushrooms. <laughs> See, I had a completely different experience with this. So, along with the storeroom, you also had something called knife skills, where you basically go in and learn, you know, how to cut things up. How to dice them and julienne them and all your different knife cuts and tournay and all that. That was my second to last lab. So, when I went into... Yeah, we did knife cuts during our soups classes. Yeah, um, I had soups was like my second lab, so he's like, okay, since you guys haven't learned knife cuts, I'm going to teach you knife cuts, but very quickly, and it only took us like two hours, but then we had an entire class about it, so it was very interesting. As long as you got the a good rotation, um, you're golden if you got... A weird rotation then you would like learn some things that you needed to learn beforehand because I got to one class my first class like okay julienne this and none of us knew how to julienne I sliced it but it wasn't a julienne <laughs> so it was good rotations bad rotations usually you made friends with sophomores and they would tell you uh, which lab to start with to get on a good rotation I just happened to look out because for the first trimester, the college gives you your set of classes. So I just wound up looking out getting the preferred rotation for my very first. And they were very kind to me. They gave me 920 and like 1140 classes. So they were, they were great. I didn't have 710s. Yeah, lucky you. Just thinking about that. Jaywoo was very weird. So your class didn't start at 7. It was 710s, 920s, and 1140s. And then afternoon classes, but I never had an afternoon class. So they always started at odd times. And they were also long. They were two hours long. Something like that. Um, it's funny because, yeah, you had for the most part, kind teachers. Like, I remember when you told me uh, who your meat-cutting teacher was. I can't remember his name right now, but... Also, no shade. No names, no shade. Exactly. But at the same time, during my storage class, I technically had two chefs, just because one of them, for whatever reason, 
didn't have a class yet. And funny enough, that second chef wound up being the meat cutting chef for Cam. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when I had... And he was very nice. When I had storeroom, we... There was two classes that um, go at the same time, but the two teachers, or the two chefs that taught it at that point, taught it together. So one of them would be up setting up the storeroom, and then the other one would be doing lecture, and then we'd kind of go up. So I also kind of had two chefs, but we also had two classes. And it was a lot of fun. Um, One of the guys is, like, native Bostonian who knows everything about uh, seafood that you can imagine. And I got to see a pregnant lobster because they accidentally brought it in. And I don't know what happened to the fishermen, but it wasn't good because they, you know, sold us a pregnant lobster and we had to call the actual authorities on them. But we got to see a pregnant lobster and it was really, really cool because you could see all the eggs on her. Yeah, I didn't see that. Well, it it happened once. I think they had got a pregnant lobster in twice in the history of Jaewoo. And both times the fisherman lost their fisherman's license. Yeah, it wasn't a good... They're like, well, this is unfortunate for the fisherman, but it's cool for us because we can show you what a pregnant lobster looks like. And they're like, if it looks like this and the bottom is full of eggs, don't eat it, don't buy it. It shouldn't even be there. So... Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, but it was really cool. We also learned that saffron is kept in a giant cage. You mean the flower? No, saffron. Like the little sprigs. Okay. Had little containers of saffron, yeah. I love Storm. Storm was fun. Storm was fun. And pretty much on to what was my next class, meat cutting. I actually loved my chef during that one. I knew a lot of people that hated him, but I, I absolutely loved him. And this man it, had a reputation. He did. Well, one of two of them did. Well, both of them technically did. It's a but couple, anyway. couple chefs with a reputation. Eh, yes. But anyway, um, it was so funny because basically day one we go in, um, he tells us how despite the name of the class saying meat cutting, you're actually technically not going to be doing any meat cutting. Instead, what... Yeah, I know. So instead, what we would do is separate all of the individual muscles. I know that this can get kind of gross, so I'll keep talking about this class fairly short. So I actually wound up getting praised for my knife work, and this was my first time really doing any type of butchery. And whenever someone did wind up cutting meat in any way, he would have the student sing. And the little song was, don't cut meat. <clears throat> that actually sounds like fun. Oh, I i mean, it gets the rest of us chuckling a little bit. Because after, um, sometimes after the student does it a couple times, like generally once or twice, then the entire class will have to do it once or twice. That would have sucked because I would have just been, I I hummed, okay, I sound like a psychopath when I say this, but when I was doing (laughs) meat cutting, I would hum because while I have no qualms with, you know, eating meat and fabricating meat, touching raw meat really grosses me out for whatever reason, especially like 
minced or ground meat. Well, that yeah, just continue. We don't want to stay on this topic too long. It might I know. People. So I just would hum to myself to like I don't know that would make me feel better. And um, the chef actually said that he it remind I reminded him of a vegan girl who you know had to take a break every once in a while to like walk outside and like kind of pep herself back up because she's like i i need to do this class i plan on doing this and like practice it's just that she herself did not eat meat or was a vegan so they're like well you can't skip the class and she's like i don't want to skip it i want to do it i want to face it but so she kind of would hum to herself too (laughs) like i'm not a vegan i just it was odd for me so that was that that was an interesting class yeah so at the end of the meat cutting lab my chef had a bonus question proposed to everyone and the question was this what is my favorite thing to make none of us got the question right what's the answer money oh that makes sense because anytime someone goes into this type of business they are looking to get money it's everyone's favorite thing so to speak and if he would say that if you do not admit that you are here to gain money you are lying i'm not here to gain money i'm here to make people happy I know, but you gotta admit, you want the money, too. No. A little bit. (laughs) I I want money a little bit, but that's not... I don't really care about it. Blowing the moral of that story wide open. (laughs) He would also would have called me a puff, and of course that's what I want to do, so you know. Yeah, the nickname that anyone that goes into baking and pastry gets... Yeah, there was always a little bit of a rivalry between the two. And it was very fun to be both. And it's fun in the industry to be both because people are like, oh, you can run a fryer. And I'm like, actually, I can. But no one believes me. And I'm also one of the people that, even though I did not do both, fryer's easy. I know. For some reason, people think that pastry people are afraid of fryers. And I'm like... No, I mean, I've been, I mean, I've had one pop at me and it burned and it hurt, but I mean, I'm not afraid of it. I just, like, if I put the basket and I stand back and people are like, oh, you're afraid? I'm like, no, I just don't want burns on myself. Yeah, it's called safety. Get to know it. Love it. That That's, that's about it for this episode. We are going to call it quits for this week, but we'll touch upon it again next time. Yeah, if you want to let us know if you guys want to know more about our journey into the culinary culinary arts arts and um, us at school, because Ren did four years, I did five years. There's plenty of stuff that we can talk about, different labs and different things that we did and the shenanigans that happened. We've touched upon three labs. And my philosophy and life story. Yeah, I wound up not talking about that, but that's all right. We'll talk about it again. And, um, yeah, but those three labs were all just half... No, it was half of the first trimester. Yeah, so... So we have a lot more to talk about. So let us know if you want to hear more and what other 
ask what other kinds of labs we did and stuff like that, and we can talk about it. But. Yeah. Till then, I'm Cam. And I'm Ren. And you're listening to American Muffins. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like, feel free to follow us and turn on push notifications so you know when a new episode debuts. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Anchor by searching American Muffins. See y'all later. Bye!